Greetings. Buenas noches, Clayton. Buenas noches, San Antonio. Buenas noches. What's what's what are we? Buenas noches, noches scene. Doha. <laughs> is that the Weird. city? Is that the city you're in, Matthew? Is that the stage that we're setting? Is that what's going on here? I let me set the stage. I am in my hotel room at the Musharab Hotel. All right. And where is that? <laughs> it's at the Musharab Metro Stop, uh, downtown Qatar, like a a mile from the bay, and Alexi Lalas and his gleaming red hair, and the Fox Sports people. Oh, so you are in Qatar, Matthew. Safe and sound. Oh, I got this like business travelers hotel. It came up a couple weeks ago and it's like a three star, not new, old school, like welcome to Qatar hotel. Nothing special, nothing fancy, nothing new, but it's got AC and I'm alive. How are, um, I thought you were staying on a, on the beach or something like that. Yeah. That's this weekend. Okay. All right. I'm jumping. I'm jumping ahead of things. All right. I don't want to ruin. I, I don't want to ruin things. If I sound tired or hoarse, that's because I just got back from the U.S. game. Uh, I, we sound like we're podcasting, but I'm fine just talking like we're having a phone call. Oh, we I thought up. we were. Oh, I'm I here. thought we were. I thought we were recording right now. We are. But you know. Oh, what? yay! All I think right. You and, my, you and my conversation earlier was great, so you don't need to ask me anything special. Okay. Yeah, I got in. You know, there is like a. Heavy chance this is being listened to somewhere. So, hello, King Al Hathan Thaman. What a wonderful place! <laughs> so that's what that's what I that's the first question I want to ask. Is that what is that the general feeling? Do, do people feel like like they're in the middle of a George Orwell novel? Nineteen eighty four. One hundred. There, there's a sign on the elevator in my hotel that says. This elevator is being monitored by CCTV. And and what's that doing? What's that doing for the just general feel of things compared to other World Cups you've been to? Dude, it feels like a World Cup on the moon, as some dude told me earlier today. Like, just like, all right, well, here we are. Yeah. And, uh, and there was some kind of, there was some kind of snafu with FIFA, with uh, or maybe maybe you're a person of interest. Maybe it maybe it isn't FIFA, Matthew. Maybe maybe <laughs> the whole maybe the whole uh, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they ain't out to get you is a real is a real thing. You mean my tickets? Yes. Explain that. Yeah. At like, well, uh, at like four o'clock, I met some guys from DC. Real nice guys. I bet I met people from all over the world, Clayton. Okay. I'll tell you that. I maybe skip that part. There are people here from everywhere. Most of them live in America, but they're originally from everywhere. That was going to be, a, let me do a question within a question. Do you see the same amount of diversity you, as you have in your other experiences? Well, this is what, my fourth World Cup? Uh, Germany, South Africa, Russia here. It's, it's more diverse because everyone's here in this same town. So, on like like I told told you earlier, like on my airplane, there were before I even got off my plane, Tunisians, Mexic Mexicans everywhere. Mexicans always win. 
Yeah. On my plane, though, Mexico, Ecuador, Tunisia, Guatemala, America, uh, at least 10, uh, Canada. Like, I saw half the nations in the World Cup on my plane. And so everyone's least, here. Everyone's so, downtown. So, like, when you get on the metro, there are people in 10 different countries' jerseys. And, but, because, and because the place is the size of Connecticut, you're going to see everybody. It's not like everybody is is like at a different at a different yeah. location for their group. So you are going to see if if there is any diversity, you have to see it, right? This will probably be, you know, I write I send those little articles to you. I think the next article will be called uh the World Cup in Houston cuz like it's like if the World Cup was in Houston. Like it's right, like one that- huge mega sit one huge car city hosting a World Cup with a bunch of oil money. Like if you were underneath that bridge where all the uh, where the market is, where you can get the Polish food and the Nigerian food and the like in that Houston? kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that bridge. We need to go there. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so, so there's a ton of fan. There's a ton of people from all over the world, but there's only like fifty thousand of them total. So like then when you when you walk down the street, there's. Uh, Qataris wearing every Middle Eastern people wearing jerseys. Like if you see an England jersey, more often than not, it's someone who is not speaking English. They're a, a Middle Easterner who are an England fan. It's really weird. Okay. There was the well, U.S. Tonight I sat in the American Outlaw section, and like half of the section was local Qataris with American flags rooting for America, who just like got a ticket somehow. And is that, do you think, do you like that? Is that problematic? What do you think? Man, I think that's going to take me a, a few months to answer that. But uh, okay. is, this, is this interesting, by the way? What, me listening These to this? Topics. Yes. I, yes. I don't know. I'm a, mil- I'm a million miles away. I, I sat on my couch and watched the game with, uh, with a sick, with a child with 103 fever. So, yes, this is interesting. What, what's your setting? Where are you? I'm laying on my bed while I just cooked my children uh, old pizza and fruit from Jim's this morning because they're both sick and they're both out from school. But I'll tell you what, Man. this is this is perfect weather in San Antonio for me to lay around and watch uh, World Cup all day, no, all night. No better week for them to be sick than Thanksgiving and World Cup, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, stuck with them anyway, and they're less, they're less hyper. So, boom. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? The people? Oh, I mean, maybe in the long run it's good because people are seeing something, but the atmosphere, did you notice it in the England game? Like there was absolutely no atmosphere in the England game. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. So I watched all, I watched, so I've watched every minute of every game so far. I lied to everybody when I said I wasn't going to watch Qatar, Qatar play. What I really meant was I'm going to actively watch Qatar and root against them. And I'm, and I'm, active, and I'm actively going to watch and I'm actively going to watch Iran and root against them. And uh, and hey, so far, so, and so far, so good. Two for two. Yeah, I have the power. I have the power, you know, uh, I, I just had a really interesting conversation. Uh, the guy who is immediately next door to me is a doctor from savannah georgia and these are the kind of people you meet at here's you know who goes to the world cup if you had to demographize them who 40 something men with with children between zero and ten uh, who have some sort of education or decent job to give them the money 
to get away from their wife and children for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and, and you don't say we're not you're not saying that like in a bad way, like he's up to no good, just like perspective. Oh, it's you it's can't for- have no good here. Like, I mean, I could be a devout anything religion. There's no booze, there's no women anywhere. It's like a sausage fest within a sausage fest. You couldn't sin if you tried in this town. Although I did see a video today of of some people staying on the cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard two Americans who had gone partying. One of them was on the cruise ship. And that's just like all these people drinking 18, 18 euros for a Heineken. The, the, these British guys are dancing on the table and like look like they're about to puke on the cruise ship. So the cruise ship is apparently just massive soccer sausage fest of drunk people. Hey, let me ask <laughs> you this. Has, Wait, um, the, the other one, they went to a bar. I was like, bar? They went to a nightclub at one of the hotels, and they are talking about the girls, and I was like, there are girls? He's like, oh, yeah, it's just guys and prostitutes. <laughs> and they actively come up and solicit you in the bar. So you, <laughs> you've been there less than, you've been there, what, less than 24 hours? Yeah. Is do you do you, is it gonna is it gonna grate on you do you think or do you think that you can you you have enough experiences in you to uh to for it to be this different and this this um i don't know this this just such a different experience than normal the first one okay <laughs> there's i mean they 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 literally canceled beer two days ago I know. Like, I, I know. I just need a beer for ha- first half and a beer for the second half. I'm not trying to disrespect your country or be alcoholic or puke or do anything inappropriate. Like, I'm legitimately hoarse. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds don't... like it sounds like the you know, like in the whole like, hey, can you meet me halfway thing? They're they're not really in the meeting meeting people halfway kind of deal, are they? Not not when you pull the alcohol permits two days before the tournament. The um, so, wait, the, I got, I got, I want to tell you my Iran story. Okay. So the dude next door is a, a doctor from Georgia, and he's Iranian. He came to the states like twelve years ago. He was at the Iran game today, and apparently there's like layers on layers there. The team is not being supported by the people because the team went and met with the Iranian king or shah or prime minister or whatever his title is i'm sorry to be ignorant they met before the world cup and like got his blessing and so all the iranian people have turned on the team because the iranians are mad at the government for killing all these protesters in the streets lately so he said that the iranians at the game today were cheering for england on on tv they did not pull any punches with talking about how uh, so their manager is Carlos Quiros, right? That yeah. used to manage both Brazil and Spain, I think. Yes, like yeah. And he's just recently been hired within like the last month or two, and because of the the player rebellion, and then like I don't know if they told him which players to that they didn't want to have brought because they were more vocal or how exactly, but to go along with your, they just basically said they said it like this. They said. Carlos Caros has been very vocal in the players that he wants to have and the players that he, he doesn't want to have. So like there are, like we talked about on a prior pod or when we covered them, they have a player that's scored lots of goals, like in the champions league this year. And nope. uh, that's, the guy, that's the guy that scored. 
Yeah, I know, but he he didn't he didn't start, you know, like and 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 then they they also, you know, and then there's also players that they didn't bring, you know. So so yes, that's that's true. He said that the lineup, they were all like, "What is this lineup? These aren't the best players. What is going on?" Right. So it's like they've suppressed the rebellion within the rebellion, almost. You know, (laughs) I don't even know, but and he literally said. Well, we're in Qatar. We were talking about all kinds of stuff and his life story. And he said, we're in Qatar. This probably isn't the best place to talk about this. <laughs> so in case you're wondering if it's 1984, that was the, the last words before I came in the room were, it's probably not the safest place in the world to talk about this. We'll, we can talk back home. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you seen like in your 24 hours there or 12 hours there, have you seen like actual physical, like, you know, like, people being removed or people being messed with or anything like that? Um, I tried to stand like eight feet next to the security to wait for a dude that I was going to the game with. Uh-huh. And they just give you the move along, sir, move along, sir. And I'm like, I'm going to move along, sir, move along. Not You cannot wait here. Move along. This is the country of lines and security guards like everywhere you go they put you through a mile long it's like acl times a million trillion billion just and then more security guards than fans 100 percent. like at the game tonight there was a literal wall of security just standing for like a kilometer doing nothing just not even guarding anything in particular just standing there okay so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the actual game then. Since that's just, it sounds like eh? the, it sounds like the games are going to be the highlight of your Qatar experience to me. So far, a hundred thousand million percent. Okay. All right. Has it made you, based on what you've observed and seen and dealt with, has it made you want to just go and buy a few more, like buy more tickets to other games? Since you can go see multiple games in a day, you know that is you the one. Can. That is the one positive thing. Yeah, not really, because I'm supposed to go to Saudi tomorrow, and I was debating, should I just stay here and try to go to another game or two, but I'm never going to go to Saudi Arabia again in my life, so I'm going to go over there and see what the even more extreme version of Qatar looks like. (laughs) All right, okay. So let's let's talk, let's talk game. Let's start, let's talk United States versus Wales. USA won, Wales won. Uh, goal in the 36th minute for the United States of America, Tim Weah, and then goal in the 82nd minute for Kaimru, Kaimru, Wales, 1-1. Yeah. What were your, uh, I think you, you were letting certain people know that you thought it was one-third neutral, one-third Wales, one-third United States of America? Yeah, and that pretty well stands. I mean, I love the Welsh fans. They are great. That Did the you, atmosphere I, looked. I, you were talking shit about the atmosphere in England, and, and I agree. I was up and I watched it. Uh, it sounded like the atmosphere was spectacular for for our game. It was. So that showed on TV. Yes, one hundred percent. It was loud, yeah. like the Welsh Clayton. the Welsh national anthem when they sing that in Welsh. Like I think I, I think I cried a little bit during their it, national anthem, and I'm not making that up. It looked like they had a lot of fans there, too. Oh, they were there like an hour before the game. Strong. I respect their fans. They don't always cheer, but when they do, it's deafening. 
Yeah, they talked about the they talked on TV about the ticket snafu and how Americans were kind of filing in later. It did not look like the Welsh FIFA had the same FIFA problem because they were there from the very beginning as soon as they showed the warm-ups and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I checked a bucket list, Clayton. This whole trip is worth it. Bucket list item. About 15 minutes in, it got really quiet, and I, I started a USA chant that went stadium wide. Dude, I think, <laughs> uh, dude, I think, uh, I remember exactly. I think Stuart Holden commented on like they've been waiting eight years to hear that, and that's got to get them pumped up and fired up. I think I know exactly what you're talking about in the broadcast. <laughs> Well, so, I, I'm not. I'm not going to claim that I started the one that he commented on, but there at some point I was like, it can't be quiet. This is the World Fucking Cup, guys. It like the no beer just throws it all off, Clayton. Like the fan fest was a disaster. Like everyone's just standing there awkwardly watching soccer on a big screen with no beer. <laughs> There's no icebreaker, no social interaction. So yeah, like ten or twelve minutes in, I was like, I am not going to let this be a quiet game like this team needs a crowd jesus yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah the the u.s fans did a good job okay and um so let's talk about let's talk about the game itself and what did you probably go ahead what did um what did we get right in the first half matthew why were we why were we the better team in the first half we got well, Wales got their formation wrong. I think they gave us too much time, and we got to do we got to dictate the game. You know, what we got right. Tim Ream was magisterial back there. Just put Gary Bale in his pocket, like we talked about in our like we talked about in our in our World Cup pod. He was good with the ball at his feet as well. Like like finding yeah. finding the open player, winning the ball. Like we we the first half we looked like that we were just gonna run them off the run them off the park. What? Well, yeah, you probably have a better idea of what happened. I would just say like first half. I think the score is pretty fair. Like first half was pretty well we dominated. The second half, it was coming. I, I hated that they scored, but you couldn't say it was lucky or something. Like that goal was coming for a long time. Yeah, it's. I don't want to get ahead. I know it's going to be – it's one of those described – it's going to be a, a draw that feels like a loss to them. I don't – and, and to the majority. I don't know. I think – well, I, I mean, that can be a good thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and maybe we get to that in a little bit because – and we're not doing a full hour here, Matthew, because I, I, I can't do it. I got to go take care of business. But It's um, 3 a.m. here. Yeah. I'm going I, to bed. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what we got right in the first half. We found Eunice Musa and yeah. – and Christian Pulisic's feet and let them – and you're right, Wales, they didn't figure out how to whack them hard enough until later in the first half and in the second half because those guys were – once they got the ball and could turn and could drive at somebody, it's – you're in trouble, you know? Um, they weren't always what? they weren't always creating good chances, but they were beat – they beat somebody, then get it out wide. We're not very good at crossing the ball, and I don't know why we're crossing the ball – because we don't have a target man to play the ball to in the middle, but that that was that that's why we why it wasn't worse than one zero. Yeah, but what a goal! Wow, oh, goal Just spectacular! You want. I mean, that's it, it had Sergeant holding the ball up, 
dropping it off to Pulisic, beating a man, playing a spectacular, a perfectly timed run by Timothy Weah with a great finish. It had all the elements of, man, we could be something here. But then, yeah. and then, and then we came out for the second half, and and I don't know whether Burhalter didn't get it right or didn't give him a good pep talk or or what or or no, or, hey, or he got outcoached. No, Wales put in that humongous forward. He, What's his he name? was good. He was good, and he and he Keith, Keeper Moore came in at halftime and gave yeah. him a target, and then yeah. they started pressing Ream and Zimmerman, and we couldn't get out of our half. Yes. But I, what I would have done, what I would have done in red was um, with McKinney on that on that card or death yeah. not going to be able to hold up. I bring Aronson on earlier than they did to keep trying to press them and just let him be a yeah. gnat and not let them get settled in because we looked tired in the second half, didn't we? As soon as we came out, the whole second half, we looked tired. We looked like we. <laughs> Like we had, like we had George Foreman ourselves from the rum, Rumble in the Jungle. Like we had outpunched, <laughs> like we had thrown too many punches, and they had rope doped us. Yeah, we were gassed. Nothing. I mean, you look, and a lot of these guys have been injured. Uh, Dest, McKinney, Wea, like Pulisic hardly plays. I think it kind of showed that we weren't ninety minutes. Yeah, and, but, and there was going to be like any game. There's going to be lulls in any game, right? We're we're not going to just we're not going to dominate um, yeah. for a full, like, we're, we're just not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Even the best teams in the world don't always dominate for 90 minutes, you know? Yeah. Just, man, it, they brought in Aronson and we looked better all of a sudden. We had a lot more energy right before they scored. It yeah, was such a bad time. I, I'm not, I, well, and he got, so, we brought not only that, but we brought on all those guys that kind of looked hurt and stuff like that. So Acosta's then on, Desk is off, uh, Yedlin's yeah, on, Yedlin. um, and we look like we're ready to to not bunker in, but have fresh legs that are ready to go. And then, yep. and then, what? Where are you sitting in relation to to the to the foul that shall not be named? I I don't know how we're gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna remember this or what what exactly what? I'm gonna cut. Like, what do you mean? Like, okay, so let me just, so listeners for, that didn't know, don't know exactly what I'm talking about. In the 82nd minute, they are press, pressing us. They're having the better of game, but they haven't had any real great chances. They've had that one header that, uh, that Matty Turner saved. And then a ball just kind of comes into the box and Walker Zimmerman, for no reason whatsoever, decides to just go to ground, stick his leg out, as Gareth Bale's getting there, literally a full second in front of him, and then because Walker Zimmerman's leg is sticking out and doing a terrible job of defending, Bale just gets his legs tangled up with him, and boom. It's a penalty. It's always a penalty. It's not even close. It's terrible defending. Going down on the ground in the box for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Do you see it any other way? Do you see it any other way other than that? Uh, I don't know. They'd been on us. It was something. Yeah, he didn't need to go to ground. I'm not as I'm not as mad about it as you are. Like it's just a bad play. But they had been sniffing around our box a lot. They and they weren't pet pet pet. What's the word? Like pulverizing us. But man, they kept being in and around, and we kept not clearing it well. It just. Uh, 
I was so mad at the referee by that point. He just wouldn't call anything in our favor. Oh, see, I think you're doing a little bit of the Pulisic throwing the hands up, Reyna throwing the well, hands up. How, why is it that when their player gets injured, you stop the game in our possession, and then when we go down five minutes later, you don't stop the no, game? No, he, he did it. He did, he did it the first time for us when Acosta or whoever went down, and then he did it for them. And then when it happened to Pulisic or whoever it happened to the third time, he didn't do it. So he so he no, was he was he was inconsistent, was, but he did it yeah. for both he did it for both teams that he didn't do it for us. I did not come away from this game liking the Welsh national team. They they had about five quote unquote injuries where they got stretchered or carried off, and then as soon as the ball was ready to be played in, they were ready to come back in the game five separate times. So that I don't like that. Well, I'm, I mean, not, they, but I mean, they were down one zero. So how does that behoove them? You know, no, like, this is after after they scored. Oh, uh, I mean, in the nine minutes of extra time, they had three different guys stop the game. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was anything that that they did. I think we just we just got it. We just got it wrong in the second half, and you know, well, they made they made a change, and we didn't counter that. Enough. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when I say we got it wrong, I mean Burhalter as well. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to let him slide on this. Like, I hey, said, I think I think everyone played well tonight. It was a great game. It was fun to be at. It was definitely the highlight of the trip by a million miles. But it was a great game to be at. And until that I, moment, Zimmerman had had a good game. You know, like I mean. you're 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 bashing him on the foul. But you know what? I think he played well, and that stuff happens. I here's it, what I think. I think he was straining to clear the ball, and he didn't yeah. see Bale. I don't yeah. think he saw him. I think he was he came out of his peripheral vision, and Bale is smart enough to see that he was in a vul- that that Zimmerman was in a vulnerable position, and that he could get to the ball, and he just threw himself there. And then because yeah. Zimmerman is in a in a vulnerable position, he's coming through his backside. It's a savvy, savvy play by Bale. And and Zimmerman just got just got kind of kind of worked. He kind of looked like he just kind of looks like a rube. He just kind of looks like a rube for doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if if you had to pick a weakness of our team, it would be the center backs, right? Right. I mean, if that's the if that's the worst thing that happened to us all, like like as far as gaffes are concerned, uh, then I'm I'm actually going to be okay with it, you know, because there's two games left. And hopefully they, yeah. hopefully he got, it, they got it out of their system there, you know. It's, it's, it's only bad because yes, it looked so good and we held up strong for so long and played so well. That's the only downer. Yeah, and so let's let so with that being said, let's kind of wrap it up with with regards to what this what this means going forward. So it means we've got England on Friday and then we have Iran on Tuesday. I I if if. If the players themselves, no one gives a shit really how how we the fans look at it. You know, like I look at it as a draw that feels like a loss, even though I am being positive and I and and I am going to take a lot of positives from it. But what I the positive that I can say is that if they see it as a draw that feels like a loss, that can be a motivating factor. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a I. When we were on the train out there, there's a, a bunch of Welsh guys. One of them was a Wrexham fan, by the way. He goes there for all their home games. And uh, we, I, I was like, look, in the end, like if if we draw this game, it kind of suits everyone. Like 
it's not the best result possible, but it it means that we're going to have two more games that matter. And that, like, a loss, like, whoever said it on our text chain, a loss can put you out of the World Cup in the first game. This yeah, puts you us can't, on You track. can't make it out of the group in the first game, but you can definitely not make it out of the group from the first game. Yeah. So, hey, you, whatever comes against England, the last game against Iran is going to matter. And that means we got two exciting games coming up. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think. So, I don't know. I'm. I think it was good. I'm satisfied. I think it was a great game, and I'm not down on the team. I see that we were winning forever, but man, it was a, it was a hard fought game. I considering how we had played against Japan and Saudi Arabia, the two yes. games before this, and then we didn't have a friendly before this game. I mean, there. I. That's what I. I'm keeping it positive, man. I'm keeping it positive. Well, is Harry Kane going to be fit? Huh. I'd, I only watched – I didn't watch every minute of the game. I watched the first half, oh. and I watched about 10 to 15 minutes of the second half. Did he get whacked? Oh, he got his ankle turned pretty nasty by a tackle. It, he still played, but it looks like it was going to be sore. I'll tell you that I, much. I, our, our best chance is, the, is that they start Harry Maguire again. And, yep. And what I hope is that we send in one of those weak-ass crosses that we've been sending in. And then Aronson can slip in front of him, and he's Walker Zimmerman's it, you know. And he and he and he and he causes a penalty to either Gio Reyna or Brendan Aronson or Christian Pulisic, like yeah, try try hey. to clear it with that big blockhead of his, you know. Hey, Josh Sargent came pretty close with the header. Did he make force a save on that one? Yes, and then like the kind of the the almost own goal that deflected off, and then he yeah. almost made it in the in the side in the in the side netting. Yes, that was yeah. It was I. It makes me. It makes me go. God damn it! Why hasn't he been out there the whole time? Why didn't we just yeah. stick with him during the bad times as well as the good? You know, he looks the part for sure. I know, and and we don't score that goal if he doesn't chest the ball down and then lay it off to Pulisic to take it in and score. Of hmm. Kawaya. Yeah. So. All right, Clayton. All right, Matthew. Get some sleep. I'm looking forward to hearing some more of your adventures. I hope our uh, listeners are as well. Good night, Doha. Good night, San Antonio. We'll talk to you later. Peace.